0: Welcome to the Whispers from the Shadow podcast. I'm Super Jimmy. I'm, <laughs> I'm Sorry, I saw, I saw your, your mouth.
1: Like, We're gonna make I'm
0: sure we enunciate this. <laughs> I had, I messed up earlier. I said whispers in the shadow, and then I tried to cover it up, and then it just went down a rabbit hole. It was bad. I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's all good. We all make mistakes, but it was just funny because it was the, the I'm gonna make sure. I'm saying this right. I saw it in his lips. I couldn't help but comment. <laughs> Put the money
0: in the bag. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, for today's discussion, we're talking about movies that never got a sequel and sequels that never got made, whether it be through production reasons, uh, directors passing away, writing staff, quitting, whatever, what have you. But or just uh, we're wrapping
1: the idea for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. And that that seems to be a a big trope in this industry. But
1: Uh, yeah, I would imagine.
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, hey, that's how you get a lot of your classics, like like anything that Gale de Toro does now. Like, Uh, like I love his monsters. I love his
1: worlds. I just love I love his mindset. I mean, Crimson peak is like one of my favorite movies he's done. (laughs) I forgot he did that. I keep forgetting he did that. Oh yeah, no, that was a big, big, big deal because uh, everyone's like, "This horror movie is going to be fantastic." It wasn't even a horror movie; it was a goth romantic. Guys, how did you not get that from the trailer?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like, how dare you say this is a horror movie? You fucking noob. I mean, it's you
1: know, the supernatural world or whatever. It yeah. could be considered a horror movie, which is fine. It's, but it's just the fact of like, it wasn't going to be your "ooh, ghosts are running around" and Tom Hiddleston's this murderer and all this other stuff. <laughs> it was like. I very well told story. I loved
0: it. I would honestly like to see Tom Hiddleston do a horror movie character. Like Jack, Like I could see him being Jack the Ripper. I really could.
1: That'd be an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, are we going based off of just that one? I mean, because I think he could Ooh. be a very good like H.H. Holmes. Ooh, I didn't I think see about him it. Him. I, well, I could, see him, I could see him doing the hotel thing.
0: <laughs> the only reason I would say. Well, I mean, if he grew a mustache, yeah, because that was kind of H.H. Holmes' trademark was like a, the 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 twisted up handlebar mustache like type handlebar deal. Mustache, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I could see him doing. I could see him doing a horror horror movie character. He's got the chops for it. I think he can do it.
1: A lot of people can. It's just it's not the it's not profitable.
0: <laughs> it's about the fun of making movies. <laughs> I would say. How dare like, you have fun making movies? I'm here for money. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, just throwing this out there. If any horror movie wants to hire me to just be some dumb guy in a costume, I'll do it. You don't have to pay me as much as you do these big name actors. I guarantee you less commas, less zeros. I can be the tree. (laughs) Ron, you dumb bitch. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just stand, easier, in the, easier. Just, just stand in there. And you see someone trip and fall. It's like, oh, you're gonna die. Oh, there it goes.
1: Oh, they're but gonna get you. It'd be like uh <laughs> on Friday, you gonna bite your ass, Mr.
0: Mailman. <laughs> exactly. It's like ha ha, he's gonna oh, 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 and stab. You ruined the scene. Cut, cut, cut. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Trees got you know words too. Come on. <laughs> Trees have feelings. <laughs> Don't let me get tree beard out here. I'll bring the ants. <laughs> I love I love Treebeard. Let us know what movies you'd like to see get made into sequels or what horror movies should have had sequels in your opinions. Let us know.
1: Yeah, well, you can uh, critique them and or have a discussion with you guys. See how yeah. it
0: goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. But um, starting the list off kind of weird is Leprechaun in the Old West. This was supposed to be done back in 2008 with Daryl Lynn Bosman or dare. Excuse me, not Daryl. Darren Lynn Bosman, Bosman, Boseman. Boseman? Boseman? Revealed that he wanted to take over the Leprechaun franchise with a reboot titled Leprechaun in the Old West, where the little bugger, this is the word for word from a uh, screen rant, gets inside a time machine that takes him to the Colorado Gold Rush. Bozeman reiterated his desire for this film last year. So this was published back in nah, 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 nah. Uh, this is published back in twenty twenty. So he's Bozeman said this back in twenty nineteen. Wanting, yeah, 2019. <laughs> Uh, Warwick Davis to return in his titular role. Honestly, I think the Leprechaun series. Me personally, I love it. I love it just the way it is. But I think it's ran its course.
1: I was never a big Leprechaun person, so like no skin off my teeth. I'm not missing much. I know that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's definitely got like uh, we talked about earlier about cult followings. Yeah, uh, it has got a cult following. It's it's gonna still be made. I mean. Talk shit
0: all you want about how stupid Sharknado is. There's what three of those? Yeah, like I wish they would have stopped before they even got started. But that's just me personally. I didn't like Sharknado. Don't 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 hang me <laughs> for that. Yeah. That's a cult following film though. That's obviously yeah.
1: speed. it's fair share. Leprechaun is yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Um, but how do I feel about Leprechaun in like an old west setting? I feel like it just wouldn't work. It just
0: yeah. doesn't. It just seems more campy than it needs to be (laughs) i could i could see it working for one for one reason one reason only is because it fits the narrative of the leprechaun because he's back in he's in colorado back in that was 1860 something 65 i think so with his gold whenever somebody takes it from him he tries to collect it and however he you know goes about collecting it is on him so I could see that I could see that aspect of it working, but I don't think that it would work out the same way that any of the other Leprechauns did. Because my personal favorite, honestly, is the first one with Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> and then uh, Leprechaun into Hood. Uh, I think that was dude,
1: Leprechaun in the Hood's
0: classic though. For... Be so fucking good. But I'm a big I'm a big Jennifer Aniston like fanboy. She
1: can do no wrong movie.
0: Yeah, like. Like just, it's like oh, this is Jennifer Franis and she's on, uh, she's my next ex-wife. Come on, Jenny. <laughs> like, like, like that. That's the only reason why that one's above uh Leprechaun Four into Hood, because it was just it, like that one. I'm sorry, that one was just too funny. It wasn't, ser- it wasn't taking anything serious. Like you had a leprechaun smoking weed at one point in time. <laughs> it, it was just, it was funny to me. It was, but. That's one of the like, I, I just, I don't see this one being on that same level. Like I could see the comedy aspect of it. Love Warwick Davis. He's a great actor. One of my favorite little people. And he, you know, he's been in, he was in Willow back in the, what was that? The eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a leprechaun numerous times. He played all the goblins in Hogwarts. Like the dude is well established as an actor. Oh yeah. I know he's fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, just just seeing him act is it's 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 I I like seeing him act personally, but I just I don't see the I don't see this leprechaun being on the same level as the previous ones because of the simple fact that, like. Could Bozeman do good with this? Yes. Could Warwick Davis do good with it? Yes. But. I feel like this franchise has already ran its course as much as I as much as I enjoy the leprechaun movies. It's it's a no for me. Personally, but that's that's my two cents on it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, we'll move on to the next one. Me and me and Miz were talking about this earlier. Um it's called there there's a there's a movie. I love it. It's funny, it has Bruce Campbell in it. It's called Bubba Hotep. It's a it's an insinuated Elvis fighting a mummy. It's so ridiculous, it's good. But they wanted to make a and they still, from what I can understand, they still want to make a sequel. Um, it's called Bubba Nosferatu, Curse of the She Vampires. I'll read you a little synopsis of that. Bubba Hotep starring Bruce Campbell as Elvis Presley. So it was so he wasn't Elvis. So he was Elvis uh, fighting an Egyptian mummy wasn't meant to get a sequel, though, as a joke, the end credits included an announcement for Bubba Nosferatu, Curse of the She Vampires. I remember that. After seeing the positive reception to the first film, director Don... Oh, that's a long last name. Cascarelli. <laughs> I think I said that right. Decided to work on it. Paul Giamatti came on board to play Elvis's real-life manager, Colonel Tom Parker, through Bruce. Cam- though Bruce Campbell dropped out due to disagreements with Cascarelli. So that's one reason why I didn't get made. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing that one get made because I like I like Bubba Hotep. It was it's a good it's a good fun horror comedy to me.
1: Yep, that's fair. No, uh, I would have liked to say has seen it made just to say just have a sequel kind of thing just to you know, fulfill its end credit thing. But main part yeah. is just like not nah,
0: leave it be <laughs> just leave it be. <laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. I would have liked because I, I mean if they're keep if they would have kept because I think that's the same director that directed the first one, if I'm not mistaken. So, if they were to do the same style writing, same style comedy, same style movie all together, and take it into the second one, I could see it doing just as good as the first one, if not better. But that's just me. That's fair. That's fair. And if you haven't seen Bubba Hotep, I highly recommend it. It, it, if, it, it will typically fun. fun. It is very fun. It's good it's fun. Good fun. fun. Because Bruce Campbell, he just he just envelops his role as an older Elvis that uh, didn't die on the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I really didn't want to see get made. It was called the Monster Squad versus Godzilla.
1: Yeah, that. Well, I, why even make a sequel to it? You don't need to. Like, you really don't. The movie's fantastic as it is. Uh. And I feel like making a sequel against something like Godzilla makes literally no sense. How would you no. even put that together? So like, I wouldn't even know <laughs> if they made this. If, if this actually gets greenlit and ever made, I definitely
0: won't be seeing this shit. No, <laughs> no I won't. Because uh, the synopsis for this one says the 1987 Monster Squad is a cult classic. It is. It's one of, it's one of my favorite older, older. Fantastic film horror movies it's a, it's a great like introduction
1: to like horror for kids Yeah, it's got just enough like real horror uh but it's also still very very kid kid friendly yeah
0: and i think there's maybe like one curse word in it i think it's the word damn i think that's it i
1: don't remember but um yeah there's not much cursing there's not much blood or anything like that uh, yeah. I think like one of the more graphic scenes and is like towards the end when Wolfman gets blown up by dynamite, that's like one of the more
0: graphic scenes. Other than that, yeah. it's really pretty really tame. And I don't even think they sh- I don't even think they showed him blowing up. I think they just showed like an explosion like they showed him and uh, then they showed the explosion.
1: I think They have like a marionette that blew up and then um, you don't really even see much in the explosion. You just pretty much see like your typical arm go one way. Torso's kind of stay still. Yeah, uh, or whatever. <laughs> but it's like when the aftershot is when they have like his hands and feet and torso like all strewn about and you see like actual guts and stuff like that. Yeah, where it's like that most
0: that's where I say it's the most graphic
1: for it. Yeah. But on that it's tame,
0: tame as hell. <laughs> but it says that they uh but it says that the Monster Squad is a cult classic, it is so much so that a remake or sequel never got made. Not uh though uh blah, blah, blah. though not for lack of trying. In this case, a sequel, one idea director and co-writer Fred Decker, which Fred Decker is a, a pretty predominant person in the horror industry and in movie writing industry in and of itself, had was pitting the monster squad against the king of monsters himself, Godzilla. I don't like I don't see how that would work. Yeah, at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah, there is no fucking way. Like, I, like, would it have been good? Would it have been good fun? Probably. Yeah. But I don't think it would have been on the same level as the first one. That's one of those ones that like, no, thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I'm glad to skip this one. Like, yeah, just keep
0: it where it is. <laughs> it's fine. Um, And then this one is. Yeah, I, I got to agree like that, like Monster Monster Squad did not need a sequel. Watch the original from 1987. It's dated. It's very dated, but it is still it is so good. It is still so good. So good like the writing holds up the characters hold up it's just it's all good and it's the original yeah. monsters
1: yeah i was going to say if you want like to see your the original creature features monster movies uh from the 30s and 40s brought to like modern time
0: it's done very well very yeah. very well very well speaking of uh older monsters. I keep seeing more. I, I keep seeing more and more of Renfield and I want to see it even more <laughs> because it, it looks it, it just looks too funny. I know we talked about it last episode, but I'm actually more on board of the go see it because it just looks funny. Like it looks like it looks like a good time.
1: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I'm definitely going to be going to. Uh, I still try to avoid as many trailers as possible for the sole fact of like, I feel like trailers reveal way too much more days or nowadays yeah uh, and then like I said last time was like I'm so focused on I see the trailer I'm looking for that specific scene to see where we are in the movie or if they're using it and you know when it's like when you don't see it okay cool whatever but when you know like you see a scene and you're waiting for it you're like fuck it's at the end of the movie so now you're like kind of just to feel like okay I know something's happening then so I know what we're to put this story going where it's going right now
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, I try to avoid trailers but I don't mind seeing like snippets of it from TikTok like that Like, just like a 30 second snippet, not that bad.
1: Sometimes even 30 seconds is too much.
0: (laughs) Fair. That is fair. (laughs) Because sometimes that 30 seconds reveals way more than intended. And you're like, oh. Especially, I'm not this kind of person, but
1: I envy those who are. But like those people who dissect a trailer or like just like, here's a screenshot of, you know, an upcoming announcement. Like they fucking dissect that one picture and they have like 90 different subjects or topics that can go based off of that. It's like, how do you guys know? (laughs) I, I don't.
0: I don't get how they do that. And that takes a lot of skill. I will admit that. Because I, mm-hmm. like, because they're like, oh, in this scene right here, you can see he's showing his fangs. That means he's about to suck someone's blood. It's like, how did you, wait, how did you get that scene? That was not even in the trailer yet. And then how did you, like, progress to the point where I need a Venn diagram of <laughs> all this random stuff? Yeah, it, it's, it's like, weird. I, I need to know your flow chart, sir. <laughs> But uh, coming up next is George A. Romero's Resident Evil. Give <clears throat> me a little congestion. Sorry about that. It says the father of zombie horror, bleh, the father of the zombie horror subgenre, adapting a horror game inspired by his work. How could this not be great? Romero came on board the Resident Evil movie in 1998, and his script was reported to be faithful to the first game. Romero wrote as many as six drafts for the film before it was rejected by Constantine, Constantine film AG because it would have been rated NC-17, which often doesn't bring in crowds. I call bullshit.
1: Well, for its time, you gotta remember. 98 uh, (laughs) was a different breed. Um, Fair. It was still like, I remember... Uh, going to go see, uh, I think it was Jurassic park two lost world. Um, my, my brother and sister are older than me at this time, or like they're eight and nine years older than me. And my mother would send them to go to the movies to see the movie to make sure that there's not a too graphic of violence for me to go see as like an eight year old. And right. I was like, to me, that sounds ridiculous, but that was like how it was back then. Then, you know, fast forward five years later, then we had unfiltered Internet. Then that all went out the fucking window.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like It's, that,
0: it, it's the it, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> like, And George and George, George a. Romero passed away not too long ago, right? Yeah, it's been a few years. It has been a few years. OK, but I mean, I would have liked to seen his rendition of it because I feel like he would have done the video game movie adaptation justice because he's kind of one of those one of those guys that like when he writes a story he doesn't just go shooting aimlessly into the dark to make it his own thing he adds his thing to the thing that's already established and well loved and i think that's what makes it a great george a romero film if he does do any if he ever did any adaptations which i think he did like two of anything
1: I don't remember off the top of my head right now,
0: Um, because I know I know he redid uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, no,
1: I would have liked to seen it uh, for one major reason, because it's a Romero film and I want to see his take on it. Uh, Yeah. And the second reason is, is that if it, it was NC 17 by that, their standards would probably be a really hard R for today's standards is how I see it, because. Like NC seventeen usually meant uh, there was more than I don't know twelve seconds of boob or anything,
0: (laughs) any type of nudity. Like you, you said that you said fuck more than twice.
1: Yeah, well, depending on the movie. I mean, Goodfellas was still rated R and has like one of the highest
0: f bombs ever. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it was ninety eight. I think. I think it was ninety eight. When did the when did the first when did the first Resident Evil movie come out? That was like what two thousand three.
1: Ooh, no, I don't want to say that's a little earlier. First, I think I was in middle school. I think it was like, yeah, oh, two, oh, no. one.
0: No, oh, it was oh, two. Resident Evil, yeah. the, the first Resident Evil film was released in 2002, followed by five sequels and a 2021 reboot. Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, oh, my God, that's. I quit watching after the third one. Four year difference between the first one and Romero's vision. I I, would have been within our time too. Oh, I would have loved that. (laughs) That
0: would have been nice. I would have loved to have seen that one. Damn it, someone, someone, wake up the the guy that did the dinosaur thing that turned a mammoth meatball that made a mammoth meatball, and we're gonna revive Romero. (laughs) (laughs) I need more Romero. You can't go wrong with Romero. But I would like to have seen it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I 100% on that because we both know that if it was NC 17 back then, he definitely released a director's cut like he did with um, Land of the Dead.
1: Oh, yeah. To where oh, for
0: sure to where it was extended and got a harsher rating. But I like I, Like that would put it in what the adult category. Yep. That's and that's the thing is I know NC
1: seventeen movies don't bring in, but if you really look at it, R and NC seventeen, there's really very small differences, but they're both seventeen and older is like the yep. recommended age group. So it's yep. like
0: it just sounds like NC seventeen it's like oh immediate porn. Yeah, like I just I, like I would I would like to see it not not just because of the rating, but because I feel like we would have gotten a lot of the a lot of the beloved tropes from the original Resident Evil, like the like. The bazookas. I the feel he-
1: like if I feel like Ramiro, if he were to actually do it like close to the game and stuff, you would still get that fucking campy humor in there that you need and just be great, like deadpan. Oh,
0: I'd be so happy with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is Guillermo de Toro's The Haunted Mansion. I personally would have liked to have seen Guillermo de Toro's spin on this, but I'll read the synopsis and then I'll get your feedback. It says since 2010 director Guillermo del Toro has been attached to the new film based on the haunted mansion attraction for Disney. He stated that he wanted the film to be intensely scary yet fun with the hat box ghost at the center of the film's plot. Ryan Gosling was in talks to star, uh, back in 2015 after more work was done on the script. Through, uh, though production never started on it, so this one got stuck in production hell. But I would have liked to seen it just because I love. We, we said it. We both said it. We love Guillermo del Toro's worlds, his and oh, yeah. his creatures, his monsters, whatever wh- whatever you may want to call it. I would have loved to seen his spin on this.
1: Yeah, because they are doing that, and I don't know who is supposed to be doing it now. It's or. not him. Yeah, I know. I know it's not. Um, exactly. I would love to see it. I, again, I love anything he does, but. Um, I would have enjoyed his visuals more than anything on it. Uh, I don't I don't still care for that at all. <laughs> Manch is like one of my least favorite things, but for him, I would like sacrifice that time to see to see the vision he would
0: have done. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen it and everything like that. And because I feel like his creatures would have been a lot, a lot like more his vision rather than just, oh, some guy you can see through. Like he would have had like one, like the headless ghost would have been like, is like a face, like his head would have been like faceless or something like that. And then he would have had like an eyeball in the center of his forehead or something, you know.
1: There'd be takes that you could tell as classic Del Toro. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think it was still would have been great. I really. Oh, do. Yeah.
1: And and was it uh, Dan Jones? I think it's, his name is Dan Jones. That's always with him on the a project. So you yep. expect him in there too. <laughs> and Dan Jones
0: is is a is a great monster. And, and like any, any like anything that he plays, because he played the thing with the hand with the eyeballs in his hands. The ice cream man Age from sapien. Legion. I forgot he played Aid sapien.
1: Mm hmm. Uh, Fish in the, or uh yeah, what was it? Hellboy. Yeah, no, he played no he played in uh Ape Sapien and Hellboy. Yeah, no, the other one I'm thinking of. Uh the um, body of water?
0: Yeah, shape of water. Shape of water. Shape of water. That's what it was. Shape of water. I'm he sorry. played
1: Fishman in that as well. That's what I was thinking uh, of. I, I had a fucking huge ass brain part. <laughs> I did
0: too. I did not know that was him though. But, oh yeah, yeah. And pretty much you see Del Toro, Dan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love Dan Jones. I did not know that he played the old woman in Insidious. Mm-hmm. I did not know that was him until like a couple years ago. Like when I went like uh, around the time that I saw Insidious three, I did not know that was Dan Jones. I was like, (laughs) they did really good with his makeup because they made him look like a, like a, like a, like a female corpse bride. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, well, um, next one is called child's play on Elm street. So, Oh God. It's basically... I'll, I'll read the synopsis. For years, Child's Play creator Dan Mancini been anxious. I love Dan Mancini. He's, he's he's good at what he does. Been anxious to make Child's Play on Elm Street where Chucky crosses paths with Freddy Krueger. The plot would see Chucky winding up in a kid's house on Elm Street and meeting Freddy in his dream with the two killers hitting it off pretty well. So this wouldn't be chucky versus freddy this would be chucky and freddy going
1: Looking on together
0: i honestly uh, no thank you
1: i don't see this doing well personally uh if it ever does get made even just as even as a joke um uh, yeah it makes no sense to me i, I get what they're doing it but it throws me back to uh after freddy versus jason there was so many movies being pushed to be like you know AVPs. Uh, you had a bunch of other things too, and then like you heard the stupid ones, you know, like one of mm-hmm. um, Chucky versus Leprechaun and all this other random shit. So, I yeah, making them work together in that sense still just sounds goofier than shit more than anything.
0: Yeah, and and also this sounds like it was coming out after Robert England decided to take off the the glove, you know, take off the mm-hmm. sweater whatever you want to call it where he just he just retired from being freddy because he's in his 60s he's in his 60s now 60s or 70s something like
1: that i don't don't remember his age
0: yeah so i mean like could he still do freddy i i think he could but honestly you know he's he's retired from it he doesn't want to do it anymore which is understandable he did it for almost 40 years yeah and it as much as we love
1: to envy that person for that role, it's like, you know, that they do other stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like why Bruce Campbell, if you see him in anything, you instantly recognize him. You're like, Hey, that's Ash is because he did Ash in three movies and a TV show. And he kind of got, I don't want to say hard stuck in it, but he kind of got hard stuck in it. Mm-hmm. He like, could he have done other things? Yeah, I believe he could have, but. Nobody wanted to cast him outside of Ash because everybody knew him as Ashley Williams. And it was like.
1: That are just associated with those movies, which, again, it's like the whole what kills your career. Like there's certain movies that can kill careers, unfortunately. That, yeah. And you're stuck in that trope. Because <laughs> I mean, it happened to a lot of uh, child actors. And I mean, like hell, it's happened to happen uh, to some even better actors. I mean, like for. Um, uh, Mark Hamill. Like yeah. he, he was the main star for mostly of the Star Wars franchise, but no one cast him in much else afterwards. The only ones that really got out of that one was Ford.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Ford just kind of hopped on anything Spielberg or George made, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then you have, I mean, Mark Hamill got his chops in voice acting because people did not know he was a voice actor. I didn't know he was a voice actor until I was an adult. I didn't know that was Mark Hamill doing the voice of Joker until I was 19, 20 ish. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, OK. So, I, you know, I feel I feel for these actors that got tight casted into these into these specific roles.
1: Like, don't get me wrong, they're benefiting from it now. But yeah, big time. It- it's way after the fact of their prime where they could have gone further if it was mm-hmm. different but yeah it's yeah. <laughs> being typecast would suck so i uh, yeah but this i feel like is just we want to hold another tangent with that but yeah this yeah. just doesn't it doesn't work
0: yeah no that that child's play on elm street that's a that's a no for me because like would they work together probably but it's I that dominance
1: thing someone's gonna give they're both members
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I see Freddy being the more dominant of the two because he's he's had he's gone to hell, has powers from hell, whereas Chucky is essentially a necromancer. Like he's he's a lich. Chucky's a lich.
1: <laughs> In a sense, yeah, I mean because he's just a fucking possessing the body of the doll.
0: Mhm. And then um last one on this list is Freddie versus
1: Jason versus Ash, I, uh, e- and even another Freddy versus Jason. I know there's the whole like, oh, is Freddie dead at the end? Foolishly, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, no, it just doesn't need a sequel. And then no. throwing Ash in there, there's no connection. I mean, there's always been the like one-off comic strips and so on and so forth with them, but yeah, I, I don't see this happening. Even if it were to even be pushed as a thing, it's going to be hard shut down because I mean, even right now doing reboots or doing stuff like that. I mean, some movies benefit from it. Some don't. I mean, they wanted to redo the whole Friday, the 13th series, but the first one didn't do that well.
0: And there hasn't been a really good sense, but I thought it was fine. I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I just, would I have liked to have seen it done better? Yeah. But (laughs) <laughs> would i have wanted it would i have wanted it to get the modern day saw treatment no thank you like yeah, don't get exactly. me wrong saw saw in and of itself is a good franchise i love the concept but it doesn't need 10 or i'm excuse me nine sequels it really doesn't
1: yeah. and one spinoff
0: yeah yeah oh yeah i forgot about the spinoff because that was what spiral
1: yeah i love that movie
0: <laughs> i've heard good things about spiral i've never watched it
1: I personally loved it. I I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. Honestly, I was going in like this isn't going to be a good movie, and I really enjoyed it.
0: Hmm, I'm gonna have to check it out. Um, moving on to the next list, we have top ten horror movies that never got sequels. I'm gonna skip some of the ones on this list because uh, it's pretty obvious as to why they didn't get sequels. Like uh, the top two on this list are The Crazies and It Follows. They kind of ended it after after like the first one like it follows you could have made a sequel to it but me personally it doesn't Why? it doesn't yeah <laughs> Why? i i didn't personally like it follows it just wasn't scary to me it was more suspense than anything like it, it like it could have been scary yeah but it was just the concept didn't didn't work for me personally
1: yeah it's It just isn't my movie. No, it's bad. (laughs) I just, I I have so many bad things to say about it, but
0: yeah, not for me. Yeah, same. But uh, one, one that they do have on this list is sleepy hollow. The one with Johnny Depp. I don't think it personally needed a sequel. I think that it pretty much topped it off after the first one. Uh, But the synopsis is the tale of, the tale of the headless horseman of sleepy hollow is one of the, uh, is one that has been told and retold countless times in books, television shows, and movies for years. However, the most popular take on Washington Irving's legend by Tim was by Tim Burton starring Johnny Depp as Ichabod crane. <coughs> in this version, Ichabod is a lawman sent to the titular town to a series of murders of, of the townspeople, uh, or excuse me, murders. The townspeople claim have been carried out by the headless spirit. It would be easy to see Depp's version of Crane return in further paranormal adventures. While Depp and Burton would reteam several more times, they never did revisit this story. Me personally, I think it ended on a high note. On the first one, I think Johnny Depp did good. I think Tim Burton did good. I think the movie was great. It's one of my all-time favorites. I honestly don't think that one needed a sequel personally, and I think Tim yeah, Burton no, might see it the same way.
1: I, I, yeah, I can see a hard shutdown for that and to, again, be kind of typecast in that one spot, but uh, I mean, they do it all the time with each other, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But There's no need for a sequel because the legend of Sleepy Hollow is the headless horseman. Like, it's like, yeah. that's all it is. What else are you going to do with it? Uh, like, are you going to just bring in other like fairy tale stories like that? Into mm-hmm. that world and do like a Brothers grim little book series kind of thing, or like um, TV shows do, and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, no, you'd have to bring in something else, and there's nothing else to bring in.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I mean, they didn't they have that? Didn't they have that weird um, TV show where they tried to make it like the advent the, the 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 misadventures of Ichabod Crane or something like that, where like he battled like a different Entity up to the headless horseman and it only made it through like one season or something like that I It sounds familiar. I don't know if I even saw it (laughs) Like (laughs) yeah, I like I heard about it It might it honestly might have been like a comic book series or something like that, but I do remember Something of that And I'm just like What, what is he gonna fight? Is he gonna? Is he gonna? You know, like hunt down the fairies? Yeah, yeah. It's I don't get it. It wouldn't work. It really wouldn't. I, I don't see. I don't see it working at all. No. Um. Next up is the sixth sense. Like this is like, I may sh- me personally I shit on a lot of M Night Shyamalan's work after Signs up to, I'll, I'll say I'll say old and knock at the cabin because I haven't seen those ones yet. Those ones are excluded. Um, I haven't seen those ones, but everything in between after science to that was just been bad. But honestly, I think the sixth sense probably could have gotten a sequel.
1: Yeah, but you'd be following the kid more than anything, you know, and, but Fair. what's going to be his typical twist. How are you going to kind of throw that in when that big reveal did. was the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Part of it sounds like it would just be more of, again, like a
0: clairvoyant on adventure, (laughs) you know, fair. I I could see it working in kind of the same sense, like uh, how he did with unbreakable glass and the new one. I forgot. I forget what the new one is.
1: Oh, so uh, no glass is the new one uh oh I'm sorry it's,
0: it's um unbreakable split and then uh glass yeah so like I could see him doing something similar with that if he were to make a sequel of the sixth sense make it to where instead of like seeing dead people they like communicate somehow i like I could see I could see it like kind of taking a doctor sleep approach of things with like so a i, I have
1: yet to see dr sleep so i mean i wouldn't know that personal reference or know yeah. that reference personally but uh, i i get where you're going with it yeah
0: yeah uh basically in dr sleep no no spoilers this book has been out for 30 years 40 years i can't remember i think he wrote it in the 80s but um basically what happens is, is the kid from the shining all grown up now and can communicate with other clairvoyants and uh people with the shining throughout the world and he's can connect with this one girl via like a chalkboard essentially and she's like the most powerful of the clairvoyants and then there's um and then they 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 can communicate back and forth through the chalkboard like she'll like she'll write hi and then he'll write how was your day And it appears to both of them on a different chalkboard on different ends of the U.S. So I could see him doing something like that with the sixth sense, but then have it turn out to be that the person that he was communicating with the entire time was dead. I I, you know I don't know. I could see it working, but I could also see it failing too. Yeah,
1: and how many of his films have really like spawned sequel worthy other than
0: the one? (laughs) which was like mm. unbreakable, really? Yeah, fair. Because I mean, you can't really do much with signs because <laughs> the plot twist was literally her telling him to swing away. And all he was doing was just taking a baseball bat and smashing glasses. Like, how would she have known that? How was that a twist? How? Like, I love it. I, I love science, but damn it. Like you
1: could do a sign too, like an invasion, but it's like, that's not your typical M. Night, like he doesn't do like really big actiony sequence. It's very like drawn out, slow burn, quote unquote, the slow burn complexity building up until like, oh, it kind of makes sense. And then weird twist kind of thing is more of his vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I got you. It's like, no, you really didn't. I saw that twist coming. The only ones that, mm-hmm. I, the only twists that actually got me at, in his movies were The Sixth Sense and Signs. Like is I may, I may think that the, the, the twist from signs is stupid. It still got me because the, the wife passed away and Bruce Willis's brother walking Phoenix was a former, uh, I think it was triple a baseball player, double a baseball player. I don't remember. And it was just like, swing away, swing away. Ugh. And then he's holding the bat and there's glasses of water all around the living room. And the little girl was aware of the aliens coming and, just started swinging and smacking glasses, like stupid. Yes, did it work? It got me. It got me. I will say that.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I I like his twists, uh, whether they're silly, stupid, or whatnot. The yeah. only one, like like again, I feel like everyone does not like agree with. It so far, is so, still uh, what is it? Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's a given. No, it's. <laughs> what's the one with the trees taking over everything
0: oh Happening, Mark
1: Wahlberg. The happening, yeah. The I can't happening? remember the name of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that. I'm sorry that <laughs> that movie was so. It was. I forgot that he made that. I forgot all about that movie until you said that. That movie was so dumb to me. Okay, I take it back. That that one got me too. But I <laughs> that one's a guilty pleasure of mine because <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. The keys are tre- The keys. The, the trees are killing people. Like that, like that line just killed me the way he said it. His Boston accent came out so heavy. He was like, the trees are killing people. And I was just like. Oh, my God. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's just so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I could see I could see it going both ways with that one. So that I'm I'm kind of indifferent on that one personally, but teach their own. Um, let the right one in. This one is a originally Swedish film about a boy who finds a girl who's a vampire that's being taken care of by her father if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then it got adapted into an American version with the exact same uh style writing, concept, everything was exactly the same except different characters. And I remember it being pretty it was it was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. I liked it, but it wasn't one of the ones that like I would highly recommend. I like, it doesn't come off as a high recommendation for me personally. And I don't see how it would work because the little, it ends with the little boy and the vampire girl still being friends. Spoiler alert for a 17 year old movie, I think is when the first one came out. I, I don't remember when it
1: came out, but I, I don't know. That doesn't, it Still too kid friendly thing for me, so I don't really care for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't like oh my god, this is groundbreaking filmography for me. This is kind of it was kind of like eh, eh, okay. <laughs> like when I found out she was a vampire, I was like oh shit, didn't see that coming. But other than that, I, you know, it was like I don't see how they could make it work. Like, does he become the caregiver for the little girl because he can't? It would be weird for uh, for him to age and her be the same age and him still be in love with her. Like I just I don't see that working.
1: Yeah, uh, nah, makes no sense to me. Yeah, let that one stay there.
0: Yeah, one that I'm kind of glad didn't get green lit was the Baba Duck. Like the first one, I didn't I like really it. I didn't dislike one. it. Yeah, it, it, it's a movie for
1: sure. It's yeah. a weird one at that. I enjoy the ride I took with the, the movie. Um, it's doesn't seem like it needs a sequel at all. It just seems like they became roommates and tolerated each other. And hey, let's go. Whatever <laughs> their end of story. How do you continue a story off of that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, is he going to go on to a new family? Did he leave the old family that was taking care of him that tolerated him like I like. It, there's just so many things that makes no sense about it. So no, you know, that one's fine. That one's totally fine, staying like, exactly where it is. Let it so, let them be roomies. So going back a couple episodes, would the Babadook be considered the evil winning? Technically, I guess you could see it that way. Yeah, I mean, that all ends well, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, nobody really died. Nobody, but the Babadook. Found a home, yeah. Exactly. They're roomies,
1: man. They're, they're sharing rent
0: now. Leave them alone. <laughs> and, he's a, <laughs> and he's a
1: giant cockroach.
0: Like <laughs> The buddies. They're buddies. Let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> Why are you crying while you're singing that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my pen ran out. Um. Next up, we talked about this one and we kind of felt the same about it, but a thing or uh, the thing. Yeah, um, the
1: continuation of John Carpenter's The Thing storyline. Um,
0: without him it, on it, I, I couldn't.
1: Agreed for one, but two, it's like there's the mystery of it is like, how do you continue it? They're both right there, whether they both live, they both die. You will never know. You can just yeah. say they, they both froze. So how do you even continue the story unless you're like, hey, there's the search team that's supposed to come out there? Search team comes out there, finds all this, and then brings it back to the states or what, or brings it at least more inland to like, yeah. you know, like let's say uh because they're in Antarctica, so like somewhere in like Africa or South America or something like that, and it's uh there and then be introduced into civilization kind of thing. That seems again too to be line movie script, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel like that would be rushed and and, and half and done half assed. So, yeah. poorly. I, I mean, if they were to take like they did with the with the video game that came out and like we talked about, like two thousand two, I could see that maybe working.
1: But even then,
0: it, it,
1: the game itself was not fantastic. Like it's oh, it, it's it contradicts itself in some ways, but it, it the game only it can be considered a sequel again, because the at the very end of the game, you uh, get rescued by uh, McCree. That's that's it. Like that's OK, what's making it like canon, not canon. But again, ah. it's <laughs> the game is not by the best standards in hmm. that sense, because it's like you're in Antarctica, you're walking around in the open world. And the monsters actually are attacking you while you're still walking through the snow. When that's what kind of made it freeze in the first place. you know,
0: Oh, uh, OK, yeah, that would yeah, that would not work. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so never like, mind then. It,
1: how is how is this happening? You know,
0: hey, wait. A minute. I I got a question. This no make sense.
1: It okay, says, check A for the answer, and the answer says uh, circle B. I don't get this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it, but but B says that it's incorrect. Choose C, and then C says maybe D question mark. <laughs> I'm confused.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I I would not like to see a sequel. Um, yeah, if anything. I like what they did with the prequel to see it from a different point of view or to get to the end result. Uh, I do like that, but. I don't know, I would I would personally like to see. Have one movie start and end with both of them together, in a sense, that'd be like the only way I can see it is combining the two stories being better. But yeah, other than that, there's no, there's nothing
0: else you can do with that series. It's done. <laughs> yeah fair speaking of Dunn sir he's the cabin in the woods i don't see how they can make a sequel with this one because the world uh, ended yeah, at the end of the I was movie say like I, it,
1: there's no way for a sequel unless you're like hey you want to know what happened in the last like half hour for them <laughs> around the world i guess um we could tell three stories with this right yeah that sounds good yeah. That's like the only way I can see that happening.
0: <laughs> I like I don't see how they could do it because like they wake up the elder gods, everybody dies because this movie came out in 2012 20... yeah, 2012, 2013. And it's like, I don't see how they could like be like, hey, you know what we missed? The or origins of the elder gods like I don't need to know that. <laughs> Like as my like to me, Cabin in the Woods was a guilty pleasure movie. Like it's fun. It has its funny parts. It has its horror it, elements.
1: It, it's got its dumb fun, but it's also got its like serious undertone that you you're trying to do. But the best scene in that whole movie though is still when the elevators open. You see the guards get shredded by everything. That is the best scene in that whole fucking film.
0: <laughs> me, me personally, my favorite scene is where he finally gets to see the merman. He goes, "Are oh, you going to eat
1: him? <laughs> yeah.
0: Are you kidding me?" And a fun fact about that, about that scene was that they rigged the blowhole to spout the blood out. But the problem they they were running into problems, getting the blowhole to be consistent with the amount of blood that it would spray. So, like, sometimes it would just be an ungodly amount and the whole thing would just get everywhere all at once. And other times it was like sputters. So, like, while the actor is doing this, like the first one just blasts him in the face And it's like all of the blood that they had poured in there that was supposed to come out in three short spurts and it just blasts him in the face and he's just laying there and he's like, ah. And then they're like, oh, crap, we got to redo that. So they do it again. And then it's like it sputters. It sends out like five or six little sprays where it's like (laughs) and he's just sitting there and he's just like. What? And then they go to do it again and then it doesn't work. So they empty it out fill it back up with the I think it was uh, CO2 and the blood and they go to do it again. And then it does the first thing all over again. He's like, all right, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but he said <laughs> he he's, I can get blood in my face. <laughs> but he, he said he was dying laughing the entire time. And that's why they had to keep cutting was because when it would malfunction, he would start laughing because when it first blasted him in the face, he's like, oh, what the? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I love that scene out of the movie because he just like rolls over and it's like. Stalling. He's into like, him. <laughs> are you kidding me? Ah, I just I love that pan in on his face. And it's like. Oh. Ah!
1: Fair, fair. Yeah, I know certain scenes like that are just very, very good.
0: Comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Moving on to the next list this one's from Looper the other two are from Screen Rant this one's from Looper I kind of like Looper because they kind of they kind of fish for other people's opinions Which is something that I would like to do here on this show So if you guys made it this far, please let us know any movies that you would like to have have a sequel Um, But we almost got a special ops zombies with John Carpenter's shadow company
1: yeah, that one I I don't know how I feel about it. For one, it's got it's got John on there. I'd be happy, but yeah,
0: I'd see it just because it has John on there.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing. That I probably wouldn't even go see it in theater, kind of thing. It'd be one of those. I'm gonna wait. Once this yeah. uh, once this comes out, I'll, I'll be good.
0: Yeah, I feel like it kind of. I feel like it kind of would have if it came out. Excuse me, I got to take up. If it would have came out before dead snow, I feel like it kind of would have been, hey, dead snow copy John Carpenter type of deal. So I'm kind of glad we didn't get it. But at the same time, I still would have loved to watch it because John Carpenter come on! I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Uh, Next up is the Wachowskis wanted to show us a cannibal soup kitchen with carnivore. Uh. I don't know how I feel about this one. I like. Like, I, I like, I know the Wachowskis for their take on people in the Matrix. Mm hmm. I don't really remember carnivore because it came out in 1992, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, carnivore, we're talking oh my god yeah i i don't know i would personally only thing i can say is i'd see it just because of the wachowskis i, I love yeah. their directing the only movie i did not like and that's just because i wasn't a fan of the anime but i loved everything how they shot it wrote it and everything is done very well which was um speed the Racer. Animatrix.
0: oh i was gonna say i like the animatrix
1: oh i don't know i love the animatrix no i was gonna oh. say is speed racer They're taking it, it bad. it's just I don't like Speed Racer, but I yeah. watch that movie for them specifically because I love their shots. I love how they do things.
0: Yeah, I love the I love the fact that they like keep the 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 frame of focus on the person while like stuff is going on around them, and you can still tell what's going on around them as you're focusing in on the person. It's not just dead pan, dead set on the face type of deal. So I mean, I could have I could see them doing a horror movie. But I would like them to do their horror movie, not a sequel to somebody else's. You know what I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah, I, no, uh, they, they would seem to be doing from the ground up instead of remaking.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like that would do better for their style. Personally, I love, like, I love the Wachowskis. They're great directors. And the fact that they're, you know, they're, there's two of them that are directing on the same set and both of them have a different approach is just honestly awesome. And it it shows in their work and it shows that they that every movie they make is a labor of love. But I couldn't see them doing a sequel. I like if they would have made this, I probably would have seen it because it has their name on it. But as far as. Wanting it to get made, I wouldn't want them to make this. I would want them to make their own horror movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Let's start from the ground up and that's how they are.
0: Yeah, because I like I just I don't see them as a like a story continuer. I see them both as storytellers. Mhm. Um, let's see. Steven Spielberg could have given us evil aliens with night skies. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how i feel about Steven Spielberg directing a horror movie. There's not much information on this, but it says uh this would be a successor of Close Encounters of the 3rd Kind produced by Columbia Pictures and they wanted Steven Spielberg to make a sci-fi follow-up. So
1: I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of Close Encounters personally. No. It's not one of my it's not one of my
0: films. Like I said, I
1: love Spielberg, but not everything it does do I absolutely love. <laughs> yeah.
0: And like I I could I could have I could see like his take on the animatronic style to make it look really awesome. But I'm, I got to I got to say, like, Close Encounters just wasn't really my cup of tea. Even the remake, I was kind of like meh about. Because I've never been like, ah, aliens. It's always been like, ah, there's a guy trying to stab somebody in the closet. Ah, a shark.
1: Uh, sorry, No, for me, I' am not a fan of Close Encounters. Um, but for what it is, uh, a sequel to it, I don't really see even going well. No, like I, I, there's only so he, much you can really do other than like again another E. T. <laughs> yeah,
0: like they like they like they wanted to make an E. T. sequel, but Spielberg told them no
1: yeah, because no.
0: that it just he he like. He's one of those guys that will that'll shoot down something that he doesn't see working out. And I'm glad that he's that type of director, but. Like, you know, I don't really see I, I don't really see this even working out, even with him directing it, if even yeah, if he were no. to direct it, write it, produce it, whatever,
1: there, I, there's I, no saving it. I don't see any. I don't see any saving it. It's done. No.
0: Um, and then let's see. Oh, we already already talked about that one. Bubba too. But, mm-hmm. um, Tim Burton wanted to give us some love. He wanted to give some love to geek love. Catherine Dunn's geek love is one of the most ups, upsetting and beautiful novels ever written. So, okay. The story follows a family of circus freaks. Their, their words, not mine and involves nightmarish subplots about parents who chemically mutilate their kids and a, uh, comma, a cult, that's big into amputating limbs and a woman who pays beautiful girls to disfigure themselves. I don't know if Tim Burton would be the right choice for that.
1: In a campy way, and then even in a serious uh, note, I think he'd do fine with it. Um, but I don't think that would be something he'd be willing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, sa- it says that he wanted to do it, but like. It doesn't say whether it was production, whatever the case was. So I just, I don't know. In a 2000, okay, here we go. In a 2006 interview, Burton admitted the book was near and dear to his heart and that he had been really interested in the project. However, the filmmaker said that adapting such a cherished classic was quite daunting. Understandable. I mean, it sounds like it. And he wasn't sure if he could do the story justice. Still Burton said that if he could ever get rid of that fear factor of destroying a great book, he might make the movie eventually flippers cross uh, f- flippers cross. We'll see someday. Hmm. So, I, well, I mean, he ha- he has interest in it, but I don't know.
1: Like, I, I don't know the book well enough to really have a solid opinion on it. That's yeah. just like, So I I didn't think he would want to, but evidently I was wrong. So uh,
0: yeah, I I I didn't read enough of that to say whether or not he actually wanted to do it. It just that was the title, and you know how titles are—they're clickbait. They're like, "Oh, I can fit this many fingers in my nostrils." (laughs) But yeah, like I like mm, I don't know. It sound it it sounds like a relatively gory book, but at the same time, I love Tim Burton, love the stuff he does, but I I don't know if that would work out honestly. Because from the synopsis that I got from the details of the book, it kind of sounds a little messed up, and <laughs> I don't know if that would fall into a certain niche crowd of fans. I was
1: going to say, like, uh, you, you know, as soon as they see Timber, and a lot of people are going to see it because Timber. Exactly.
0: Exactly, and you know, a lot of people also don't read up on like what the movie's about. They just go and see it, which you know, I I envy those people, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Like, like, I feel like a lot of people would kind of be like, why? <laughs> in a sense, not so much, not so much of a, 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 a what, but more of a why. Um, Moving on is the. The bit of that. But yeah, I just I don't see it. I don't see it working outside of like diehard Tim Burton fans. Yeah, uh,
1: exactly. That That's the main thing. <laughs> that's the one thing I don't see a game. Like it's going to save it pretty much in that sense. but. If he's fully down to it, sure, cool, whatever. I'll probably see it, too. But yeah,
0: I'm, I I don't know if I'd go to the theater to see it. Fair. I'd And prob- I probably wait for it to be either out on Blu-ray or streaming with knowing him, it'll probably end up on either HBO stars or Cinemax. So. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? I just I would probably wait for it to be streaming because I, I, I don't know. It sounds. Interesting, but at the same time. Eh, I'm on the fence about it, like at the same time, I'm like, oh, but at the same time, I'm like. Eh. I, I will just I don't have really an opinion on it, honestly. Yeah. This one is right up your alley. I don't really have a opinion of this, but uh, Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger almost teamed up for I am legend. So apparently they were going to make uh they were going to turn i am legend has been turned into has been turned into film three times i didn't know that uh once with vincent price another mm-hmm. with charlton heston and finally mm-hmm. with will smith but in the 1990s ridley scott almost gave us an r-rated blockbuster where arnold schwarzenegger would fight an army of desiccated i think i said that right vampires um the the creatures were called hemocytes and these infected humans would be thin feral creatures that wear plastic bags to shield themselves from the sun their design was inspired by 17th century wax sculptures and unlike the cgi atrocities from the will (laughs) smith film these creatures were going to be completely practical i mean i do like practical effects yeah, no,
1: so do I. But um, in the '90s, it's hard to say how that movie would have been. Honestly, I yeah. love Ridley really, Scott. Don't get me wrong, but it depends on how he would want to go about it. Is he going to do it as he would for like when he did Robin Hood, a little mm-hmm. bit more action and everything like that, or is he going to try and do the both action slash storytelling like with uh, Gladiator, or is he going to just do uh, storytelling like it's supposed to be off the book? So yeah. I personally don't know how it would would have ended up. I a little curious. I would have loved to see it because, again, Ridley Scott, Um, but. I don't know. I'm partly glad we got to miss out on this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I don't know how that would have been back then. (laughs) All I can think of is just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, vampires, help me no fair
1: fair yeah no i just i don't know how that would have been oh no i just just, really
0: don't i just got this in my head put the poppy down oh my god (laughs) why oh
1: my god yeah no i i'm kind of glad to miss this one kind of it's piqued my curiosity yes i wish it was made just to see how it turned out but kind of glad
0: Missed it. kind of glad kind of (laughs) glad Yeah, and, we, and the next one, like, I, like, before we go, or excuse me, before we go on to the next one, with this one, like, it would have been one of those ones that would have kind of turned into, like, Predator, in a sense. Like, it would have had its huge fan base, and I feel like it probably might have ended up getting this, another sequel after that to see, like, what happens with Arnold Schwarzenegger's character or something along those lines to see how this progressed. And I just...
1: Even if it didn't go that route... I don't think it would have gotten the sequel, but at the same time, yeah, I don't know. It just would have been an interesting take to see from the both of them. because yeah. Arnold doesn't, that's, it doesn't seem like an Arnold movie where he's this scientist and trying to like save mankind in that sense by trying to find a cure constantly. Uh, Cause even yeah. when you do see him as like an intelligent person, he's still usually some form of like DEA or FBI kind of uh, agency, you know? I have a 240 IQ and a 500 pound squat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, uh, like seeing him in that kind of sense is not a bad thing. It's just no. I don't know how his take would have been with it is where I'm getting at. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I don't think I don't think he would have been this like me personally. I don't think that he would have cast him as the scientist per se. I think he might have cast him as the hero trying to save the scientist that was trying to reverse engineer everything to fix everything. I could see it working in that aspect. But, you know. Even that aspect still seems kind of like a long stretch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like just,
1: I can see it in some senses, but I don't know how the two would have really worked done
0: it together in a sense yeah because it,
1: it's so weird hearing those two names together
0: yeah it, it really is outside of like predator or anything mm-hmm. that like deals with like that that's that type of genre well, in the
1: that 90s we- it was more of like Arnold's playing that that FBI the uh, da because I mean you had what <laughs> true lies you had, had- eraser you had, had uh there was another one.
0: Uh, what was uh, it? The, the commando. Yeah, was command, one.
1: That was. I think that was like late eighties, early nineties. But yeah, it mean, was like I'm
0: early, like, early nineties. If it, if it was the main ones,
1: the main ones in the nineties that like stick out that or that stereotype are True Lies and Eraser for me.
0: Yeah, and then what was the what was the one where they just did they did a remake of it in the late two thousand tens, where he like got his mind erased and they implanted memories in his head. 16. Oh, Yeah, I love that movie. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It like, but it was just that it was that scene where like you've got like four people trying to hold him down and he's moving all of them. Like, (laughs) I also Total Recall too when he was doing that. That was yeah Total Recall too. Yes, yes, yes. Total Recall. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, that was that was in the eighty. No, that was in the nineties. That wasn't the night. No,
0: it was was it in the nineties. I was I was thinking that oh it was like god, 87?
1: Me, I think it's 80s, yeah. No, I think it's a late 80s. I'm gonna I, gonna Google say, that I got all
0: fucked up there. But yeah, like I just I I I could I could see it that's that's another one of those ones that I could see it working and not working at the same time. Like 90. They, oh my god. Was it 90s? Yeah, it was 90. Oh, wow. I didn't even get it all the way typed out. <laughs> um but um oh, before we again the and one more thing before we go on to the next one, I found this out recently, funny enough, through TikTok, that Michael Jackson made a scary movie slash music video in '96 called "Ghosts," where he was a ghost and people were trying to kick him out of his house, and it apparently was a small side movie that I had never seen, but the effects. Are very dated, but I actually kind of watch it out of curiosity because it, like, from what I saw, it looks like a combination of like kid-friendly horror comedy and like some actual like practical effects that looked pretty decent. And I was like, okay,
1: interesting. I it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around, but sure.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll send you the video of it later. Like it 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 messed me up. I was just like, what? I didn't know he could act too. That's kind of kind of weird but okay (laughs) and uh, we only got uh, three more or no excuse me Uh, yeah we only got three more on this list but we're only going to be talking about two because two of them I don't know what they are because I never saw them and they're supposed to be based off of other things but uh, Carrie (laughs) uh, Fukunaga wanted to make a way darker it. Me personally, I think it could have been a little bit darker. Not true to the books, kind of dark, but there's some stuff that they definitely could add it in.
1: they, They could do so much more with the implications on a lot of things. But I mean, to really recite that book word for word, in a sense, let's not do that. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there is a lot you could expand on with that. You can definitely go darker with it for sure. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, there there
0: is a, a threshold that you should stop at, though. <laughs> yeah, you should be like that part's okay. That is not. But that so part we're is. we're just gonna
1: gloss over this section of the book, okay? Where we can tell whatever story we want on this spot, right? Right? Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 All right. <laughs> I feel like somebody was reading through the book and they're like, uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they were just like, "Yeah, we're not putting that part in that part specifically." Pfft. But yeah, like, like I could have seen it go a little bit darker. Like, um, I can't remember the name of the character with that hat that his parents uh, burned alive in the house. Because Mike, I, Mike, thank you. I can never remember all their names. But um, there was a scene in the book that I kind of wish that they would have kept. That they would have put in the movie i don't remember how it exactly played out but essentially i think it was when they were getting ready to go down in the sewers the first time not as adults Um, and mike came across his parents instead of them like trying to escape he sees the bodies laying in the middle of the floor and they're talking to him and like they're like mike we burned alive we miss you come join us you know kind of like how they did with georgie you'll float too You'll float too, like that kind of sense. But I would have liked to have seen that in the movie because I feel like that would have added to the fear factor of the overall. Where as like, you know, you had some, the old lady, the, the old lady with leprosy for, uh, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. The old lady with that leprosy, the werewolf, um, her father, um, the clown itself. Mm-hmm. there's
1: a lot more they could have done for sure oh yeah I still like what we got don't yep. get me wrong i prefer yeah. the first one over the second one um i think they they definitely could have gone darker though for sure but th- yeah. what they did do I, I still enjoyed with how dark it got in some spots the implications again sometimes is always worse than actually addressing it you know yeah because your mind does a lot more worse things when you the little less you know.
0: Yeah, because the greatest fear of humankind is the unknown, I always say. So it's it yeah, like would I have liked to see in a darker version of it? Sure, they could have gone darker in some areas, but was it necessary? See, that's a difference though. Is it necessary? No. But yeah. you could always do that.
1: Really harsh, go for it all, and then be like, "Okay, so what do we cut out, and what don't you like, and we can reshoot that?"
0: <laughs> yeah, like, hey, listen, Mr. King, look at this. Tell us what you like, and tell us how we can make it better.
1: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, there's so many ways with it, but like, yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to gotten it, but I'm glad w- with what I got. I'm happy yeah. with what I got.
0: Like, I like both in their in in. I like both the new version and the Tim Curry version in their own. Respects because I love Tim Carey's version of it because he made it to where the clown was both terrifying and playful, whereas in the new one. You didn't know which way it was he very was gonna, sinister.
1: For the yeah. yeah, obviously to us, the audience, we know that he's not supposed to be friendly looking, but in the universe and so on, and so forth, kids are drawn to the clown, so on, and so forth, whatever, or whoever is yep. drawn to the clown uh, yep. because of fear. I I love some of the scenes in that, especially like, again, one of my favorite scenes in the second one is uh, the little girl at the baseball game and underneath the bleachers. Like that is, I love how that scene
0: is. Yeah. like That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. For mine, I don't remember if it was the second one or the first one, but where he's standing on the riverbank and he's like waving the, 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 the arm of the person that he just ate. I think that was the second one.
1: I want to say that was the second one. No, was it the first one? I think it's the first one actually. I can't remember the, exactly what part it was though.
0: But but yeah he's, What part you're
1: talking about? I think he's it's like, the first one
0: though. He's just standing there, blood all over his face. He's got he's got the freaking arm. He's holding on to it like this. And He's like, mm-hmm. he waves waving at it. him. And I'm like, all right, okay, like <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would like to seen a little bit more darkness in it, but I, I'm, I'm happy with what we got. Like you said, I like I don't. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it needed it, honestly, but it would have been interesting to see.
1: I'm the kind of person that says go all out first and then edit from there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. And then lastly, we have another George Romero uh, wanted to make a zombie rock musical. <laughs>
1: it sounds wild to me that he'd want to do that. But if he were to, you're damn right. I'm going to go fucking see that. I, I would have loved to see a take on that.
0: I feel, I feel like it would kind of be reminiscent of, um, Oh God, Rocky horror picture show for me. I I love Bear, Rocky horror Bear. picture show. I love Oops. I love George R. I love Romero. I love him for what he's created and all that fun stuff. For him to make a horror-themed musical is something that we wouldn't have seen because they were talking about doing this back in like like early 2000s before he passed away. So this would have mm-hmm. been pre pre uh what was it? Genetic Opera. Yeah. And that came out in 08 yeah and that's that honestly that's one of my favorite favorite gore musicals because there's more out there believe me mm-hmm. but that one is my favorite that's a and, very very good one I, I love opera oh yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's a, a repo repo
1: I mean repo I love repo it's, yeah. so, it's so good um, repo I I would have I would can see it being that way I really can but i don't know if it would be as a beat sounding,
0: if that makes sense. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that because I don't. Like if he's doing a zombie, if he's doing it zombie rock. I could see it being kind of more hard rock and that kind of like grungy. Yeah, like that's that's exactly why it wouldn't be
1: like as like fast sounding or like heavy or like actual operatic music in the sense, you know, I'd feel yeah. like it'd be a different like style.
0: Yeah, I could I I
1: like, c- like a school of rock kind of sound.
0: Yeah, I could. I could. I could uh, that's one of those ones I could actually see working out if it had, if it had been made, if we had gotten the opportunity to do that, you know what I mean? hmm. I feel like that would have been one of those ones that would have been good it would have been a cult classic just like all of his other movies but i don't know i don't i don't know if they would make a sequel off of that which you know i would love to have seen it be made but that's one of those ones i think it would have been a one-and-done type of deal
1: it's fine as is it's fine yeah as is. yeah it's
0: like it. it it's like one. It's like one of those movies. You're like, wow, that was great. I hope they never make another one because that one was great.
1: Yeah, just leave it, leave it, leave it alone. I mean, give it time. I'm pretty sure someone is going to remake it. Um, probably like another ten years. Probably we'll see.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the way the way that they're doing it now with horror movies is honestly piqued my interest because they have a lot of. Um. Origin they have they're, they're starting to have a lot more original ideas with horror instead of it just being the slasher fic the slasher flicks the the monster feet their creature features or the, the religious horrors they're kind of casting a wide net and coming up with really really original ideas based on true stories original ideas friggin like when we did our reviews and our recommendations of the movies that are coming out Renfield like I mm-hmm. That's an original idea. And then you've got the Pope's exorcist. That's based on a true story. Evil dead rise. It's a reboot. You know, like. Uh, like oh, uh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be so good. We got what? Two, two weeks, two weeks. before nice. that comes out?
1: And I think it's next week. It's on the 21st, right? I think so. Wait, let me, let me Google it. Yeah. That's next week, Friday.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like. um, Let's see. Googling it now. But yeah, like I could. Like I love seeing the fact that it's like that that the horror genre is actually getting some love and some attention now because I'm sorry I'm I'm burnt out with the superhero movies I haven't watched one yeah I haven't watched one since Endgame I haven't watched any of the shows and it's not because oh this actor this 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 that and the other no it's, I'm just I'm done with it I'm <laughs> like I'll I'll watch them when I watch them I just I just wanted to finish the. Uh, let's see. It comes out yeah, April twentieth. Yeah, next week. Ah, four twenty. Let's go. Comes out four twenty. That's funny. But yeah, like I, um, I just I just realized that. But yeah, I just I don't know. Like superhero movies. Like I'm a big comic book nerd. I'm a big anime nerd. I'm a big horror nerd. I'm a big just all encompassing nerd. But at the same time. <laughs> I'm burnt out on superheroes. I really am. I could go another five years without seeing another one get made, and I would be all the happier because yeah, they're in. Time. I, I'm sorry they're they're introducing all of the they're introducing all of the the they've already listed all their big hitters, and now they're introducing all of everyone that's left. Like I wish they would have
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Like, I wish they would have continued Daredevil. That show was great. I wish they would have continued Punisher. That show was great. The Iron Fist. That show was great. But. You know, they just didn't. can't. They just didn't continue the contract with those actors for whatever reason. And yeah, there now a
1: lot of things that were going with it. But yeah, no. Agreed. Um, it. I'm just not a, t- a show person. So most of the shows I don't even watch for one. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm, that's honestly why this year I'm on the, the horror bandwagon 110%. Is just, there's, I'm there's... on the horror
1: bandwagon for the main reason of that I just love horror in general. Um, yeah. The, my, I feel like the, it's gotten a lot better over the past couple of years for sure. Mm-hmm. And like I hear more people actually enjoying horror or more talks about horror as opposed to, you know, like, again, 10, 15 years ago. It was like, you're one of the weird people that fucking watch horror movies and like that. Don't you, you sick fuck
0: kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I, I do remember that. That was a rough time to be a horror fan because we didn't really have anything. We had your you had your saws. You had...
1: You had your your series and or specific ones that kept it going, but nothing like as well presented as it has been in the past few years, like, yeah. own, like, like sinister and a lot of other movies back in like 08 to, you know, up until now have been great. Like there's yeah. a lot of them, but it hasn't grabbed the attention as much as it has in the past few years, as it has since then. Yeah. there has been great horror movies that have been came, come out since then. But like the last few years really drew a lot of attention to how well they can be done, how well mm-hmm. they can be told, and so on and so forth. And I'm so glad it's getting like a lot of recognition.
0: Yeah, me too. Because it, it was, I just I remember that one like that that two or three years we had of like just a dry spell of like mm-hmm. no horror movies getting made. There wasn't anything coming out on Halloween except for like maybe one scary movie, oh, and it so was good. like yeah, like and 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 there was a lot of misses. There was a lot of misses over the, like the past, like 10 years alone, but in like the last, but four, three, three or four years, it's been just kind of steamrolling. It's been snowballing mm. and I'm enjoying the ride. I, I've always, I've always liked horror movies. I've always liked the horror genre as a whole, but
1: what really got me into it was, I just love being scared when I was younger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, what honestly got me to like scary movies is the same thing that I have a irrational fear of is the grudge. Because I uh, was 2003. I think I was living in Florida. Hurricane Charlie just hit and me and my family were watching it in the living room and living in our living room. It was very small. I had my bed on the floor because we didn't have room for a mattress we had a couch a chair my mattress and then my area my area consisted of my tv uh, my GameCube, and my xbox and my mattress that was my specific area i had a dresser in my grandma's room which this was a one-bedroom apartment that five people were living in
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or no excuse me six um but um while we were while we were watching the movie i was playing uh I was playing on my GameCube. I think I was playing True Crimes Streets of LA or something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or Smash Bros. I don't remember exactly what game I was playing, but I was sitting there, I was focused on the screen. So I'm sitting there focused on my screen and I look up every so often to look and see what was going on with the movie. And I didn't I didn't I hadn't seen it. This is this is pre-iPhone, pre-iPod Touch. This was like Back when our I when our iPod spoilers
1: weren't everywhere.
0: Yeah. Back when our iPods were like half the half the length of this and twice the width. Mm hmm. And you're on
1: your HDD with you.
0: Yeah. And then Zune was like just starting. But um, I was sitting there, you know, I hadn't heard anything about the grudge. They just told me it was supposed to be a scary movie. I like scary movies. And I've always liked scary movies, but I was like sitting there. I was watching my screen, looking at the movie, watching my screen, looking at the movie. And I just so happened to like do something and look at the movie right when she's turning around in the attic and the face popped out. And it was at that moment where the face popped out and scared her. I threw down my controller and jumped the length of my mattress and said, (laughs) "Ah!" (laughs) yeah, and everybody died laughing Oh, I bet. <laughs> but it was one of those. It was one of those moments where it was like, I like that feeling. I like that, that the story that comes with like, oh, this monster only appears during certain circumstances. And this happens when it does. And don't read oh, yeah, from no, this sure. book.
1: No, yeah, for sure. I, I just love that feeling of being scared, your heart rushing and that like sudden jolt like before, like Again, when we got into that trope, also of like jump scares immediately means good horror
0: movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, that was a trope that I kind of wish we would have let just kind of it's, it's effective. after like 2010.
1: It's effective. It still yeah. affects people today. If you use them properly, it's great. Yes. But to have like the entire more movie, than like like there's so many jump scares or fucking cut different angle, cut different angle, like multiple different times. It's like, oh, my God, dude, I, there's so I, I,
0: there's so many things. I think the movie, I think a movie that actually utilized the, the jump scare to suspense scare, like with audio cues and stuff like that ratio really well, honestly, unbiasedly was sinister in, in more recent years because
1: oh, yeah, no. I, I could agree with that because the way they do the music is very unsettling. And then when they do, the, like some of the reveals throughout the movie, you hear that and music get more intense and yep. you um can feel the weight of like the ambient sound or mm-hmm. that, that dread or like that realization for the characters and so on and so forth. Like it's done very, very well.
0: Yeah. And my thing is, is that for every, like, I think, I think that like it did it really well because for every one jump scare, it had two to three suspense scares, like, after that, and like well, the movie more,
1: more, more timed, like in yeah. your face out of a random moment instead of like, oh, here comes three, two, one.
0: Yeah, where you're just like, oh, paranormal activity, ah, mm-hmm. got me. Like, it was, it and was that's like the that.
1: same director and crew that w- did uh, the um, Black Phone that I produced really? from 2021. Yes, really, I didn't know that, that was movie them. Is fantastic. I've heard Fans, good things. Fantastic. That is my number one movie from 2021 oh my god nice. i love that movie
0: i saw the i saw the trailers for it and it is that's kevin bacon right no, that one ethan Hawk that's ethan it's hawk ethan, okay it's,
1: it's Ethan hawk no like i said it's that whole crew
0: <laughs> okay okay yeah because i oh excuse me i couldn't i i always get kevin bacon and ethan Hawk mixed up i don't know why and i don't know how
1: That's a very hard mix up, but yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) I don't know how I do it, but I do. I'm like, hey, that's Kevin Bacon. Like, no, that's Ethan Hawk, and I'm like, ah, oops, (laughs) but yeah, like that. Like, I like him in any horror movie that he did. Be uh, because what was that? The Stir of Echoes, Stir of Echoes. Oh, yeah,
1: Kevin Bacon, he's fantastic. Yeah, with Kevin Bacon,
0: I loved Kevin Bacon in that film, and I loved Ethan Hawk in uh, Sinister Mm -hmm. because like he. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Ethan Hawke is just I feel like he is best made for horror movies. He's that kind of actor that you can put in any role. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's one of those ones that is like genre specific for like
1: just for being that in general. That's a space yeah. and thriller. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that because um, I. As, it's not the greatest movie, but I do love him in Daybreakers.
0: Oh, Daybreakers was another good one. I did. I I actually like Daybreakers. I didn't think it was a bad movie, but uh, I think Willem Dafoe kind of stole the show on that movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, and he's just also a fantastic actor. <laughs> I,
0: love mm-hmm. Dafoe. <laughs> I like I, I like anything that those two are in. I like anything that Kevin Bacon's in. And I like anything that. Um,
1: See, I, that, OK, I have a love hate relationship with Kevin Bacon, like. He's a great actor. Uh I love a lot of the films he's in and stuff, but like I only see him in one of two roles. I either see him from Stir of Echoes being the good guy, but mm-hmm. 99% of the time I see him as the dickhead fucking uh uh little prison guard from sleepers. That's how I always oh, see him. Oh yeah.
0: So I forgot he was like in
1: sleepers. It. Every time I see Kevin Bacon, I'm just like, you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> hey, which role are you doing today? Yeah, like, exactly. Because he, he did, did both very, very well. Yes, because he, he, he did it very nice. I'm a good guy, and he plays that fucking despicable asshole.
0: Because <laughs> he did, he did that in Ripd the first one. I haven't seen the second one. I don't, I, I, I don't know if the, I don't know, I don't even know if it's out yet or not. But yeah, he in Ripd he played, uh, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds' partner, who turned out to be, uh, like a demon or something like that, possessing a human body. Spoilers <laughs> alert. <laughs> But yeah, he was like, at first, he seemed to be like a really nice guy. And then like out of nowhere, you're just like, bam, dickhead. You're like, oh. Dang it. Fair,
1: fair. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely like that's that's how I always see him, but he's great. He's great. Love him.
0: But, you know, one genre I would actually like to see get a little bit more love, honestly, in 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 upcoming since now, technology and, and everything and practical effects have gotten so much better. Would be like the psychological stuff because Oculus I thought was I thought was pretty decent. Ouija was okay.
1: Oculus. I I absolutely love Oculus. That's that's that paranormal suspense psychological psychological minimalistic, but it's very complex. But very minimalistic visual. Where your yeah. like, your mind's going crazy. Like what's gonna fucking happen now? And it's yeah. just so fucking good. Oh my god, I loved
0: Oculus. It was, it was a good movie. And like, just the whole, like, I kind of, I, I kind of wanted them, this is going to sound dumb, but I kind of wanted them to do a sequel to Oculus after I watched it. But if it wasn't going to be the original writers and directors and team behind the first one, I wouldn't want it because they did such a good job. I
1: don't wants to do a sequel. I don't know, honestly. I- I haven't heard any reports or anything. Well, I haven't actually looked up. I don't know if he's going to do a sequel. If he does, it'd be interesting, Um, but. I don't think it would need it personally, because it's very well, actually, it's not specific to them because it's tied to the mirror itself, which is what makes it like so fucking terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a very regular household item. That's what I love about those possession and psychological aspect ones. It's very, very good.
0: Yeah cuz i like honestly i think i think oculus did really well where a lot of other psychological horrors kind of shit the bed so to speak but
1: i yeah, would like to I see mean, more
0: psychological stuff
1: like most of the psychological you'll see is either like uh your hannibals like mm-hmm. uh of the lambs and so on and so forth or you'll have your um oh my god i just had it, uh the cell like with like a oh, yeah. killer in a coma what's a futuristic way or how do we kind of communicate with this killer and get locked in his world kind of sense mm-hmm. and i mean that's set- that's almost how the uh insidious series can be looked at too because you get locked into the other and it's the mirror world in a sense
0: <laughs> yeah because i mean that one was kind of like was that one that one honestly was a combination of paranormal and psychological because it played on it played on both but it it, like as much as i like the insidious series my bad the further yeah the further um there's my only complaint honestly is that a lot of the movies were very like the first like i think the first two yeah the first two were kind of jump scare reliant but they made up for it with a lot of like the suspense. With yeah. The... There's a
1: lot of unsettling scenes or whatever, but they didn't like go crazy with jump scares. But like, yeah, the ones that did happen are very well timed, mm-hmm. very well scripted and, in very, very good shots. Like, it's not just like a, Oh, and then, Oh, it's like, there's some that's like, here's a longer frame of it, but it's like mm-hmm. jump scares. And like, Oh shit. That's surprising. Like not just a, Oh, we're in your face, boogie boogie. It's like very subtle. Like the, the lipstick demon being like half in view is still yeah. like one of the best scenes.
0: Yeah. And it's still praised to this day as one of the scariest scenes of all time because of the simple yeah, fact that like nobody saw it coming.
1: Yeah. It's so smooth. It's so it's done right. That's how you do a jump scare right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they did it. They and they didn't just do it as like a ha jump out in your face type of thing. They did it. Uh, and this is something like
1: I only this much of it, like half its face. And yep. it's so
0: intimidating. And then on top of that, they played the music with it to where it was like you got the audio aspect of it as you were getting scared by the visual aspect of it, which is something mm-hmm. that sinister did as well. And I, and that's what made me like both of those is because they didn't just play on the let it let it pan out to dead silence and then scare them. No, we're going to have the silence the audio with the scare to equate this jump scare to being bam right there. And mm-hmm. then we're going to have the they suspense do. shots have the build up of the of the uh, music.
1: hmm. It's just it's done so well. Oh, my really God. I, I That scene is so fucking good because I remember the first time watching it, I was just like, it caught me completely off guard. I was like, fucking oh, good.
0: <laughs> it got it got me really well because I was in the movie theater and I, like while they were sitting there talking, I was scratch I was like scratching the inner part of my thigh and it scared me so bad. I actually punched myself in the nuts like hard. <laughs> like I jump back and my first reflex when I get scared like that is to bring my hands up to protect my face. It's just a re- I don't know why I do that. It's just a reflex to get my hands right here when I get scared. <laughs> And
1: it's a lot of people's reaction
0: and I'm just, really just And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like watching the movie and I'm scratching my I'm actually, I was actually scratching my thigh and <laughs> it <know this laughs> looks weird. I was just scratching my thigh and that part happened. I just went wham and I was just like, was oh, it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
0: I tried to scream, but it was just so high pitch because I decked myself so hard. It hurt so bad. I felt it oh, in yeah. my stomach, like right in this oh. area
1: what's the worst when it's in the stomach
0: Ugh. i was just sitting there and i was just like i don't, I don't want to watch the movie anymore i want to go home i want to go home <laughs> and my friends were all dying laughing at me and i'm just like sitting there writhing in pain and i'm just like ow but one of the best comments i ever seen i'm not the only one that was alone in this experience there was a uh, i think i seen it on tumblr like 10 years ago or something like that back when tumblr was still really popular but a guy commented on that scene. He goes scariest jump scene of my life. I was scratching my nuts, almost ripped the whole thing off.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember seeing that comment. Yeah. Cause it's such a fucking well-placed spot. Just, Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah.
0: And it's at, it's at such a lull. You're not expecting it. You're in your comfort zone. You're just like, Oh, they're talking about,
1: okay. Background story. Let's go.
0: Let's go. And then and just then like they throw that shit in broad daylight. You're not expecting it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't creeping out of the shadows. There was no suspenseful build up. It was just bam and you're just like,
1: like I could praise oh. that scene forever and a day.
0: Oh, it's yeah. so good. But like we're we're Sinister and uh um Insidious did really well. Paranormal Activity kind of flubbed the bed after the first one cuz I've seen all of them.
1: Same. The, um I like some of the later ones. Don't get me wrong, they're not the yeah. best, but I, I enjoy what I get out of them. But, like, the first one and the second one share one of my favorite things. Like, the first one, like, did something not really original, but, like, in their own way. And it really did well. And the second one didn't just, like, take that idea and run with it. They they yeah. expanded it. They did so much more. And it just, it's very good. If they had kept it at those two, maybe the third one. Like, I can yeah. see it being, like, a good cohesive story. But... We got what we got. Yeah. But it, it, there is things of doing it right and or wrong and or falling into your typical trope, you know what to look for.
0: Yeah. And one of the one of the scene, one of the things that absolutely 110% cracked me up about that movie that I found out just a couple years ago was that they would have a guy in the green and like they would let the the, the people that were playing the couple in the first one. Fall asleep in the bed. And then they would have like a like a silent radio, like a like a silent comm system, or something like that, set up to where they would have a dude in a green screen suit, freaking burst into the room and scare the shit out of them. Like the scene where she's getting dragged out of the bed—that's a dude mm-hmm. in a green screen suit actually like dragging her out of the bed—and that is their genuine reactions because they were dead asleep. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know how bad that would mess me up mentally to just be like, "Hey, you're gonna." You're going to play a role. OK, is I'm playing a role in a scary movie, right? Yeah. OK, and for this scene, you're going to be sleeping. And they would wait for them to be dead asleep, like the director would be like, would like walk up and like talk to him and like make sure that they're actually asleep to get their genuine reaction. So like when that shit occurred. He wouldn't like announce it to him or anything like that. They would just be like, hey, brace yourself. And be like, OK, <laughs> for what? You know, you'll see. They wait they wait for him to be totally asleep, just sitting there waiting for him, rolling the entire time. That's why like you have like so much of the footage just sped up is because they were actually just, Yeah. And then like out of nowhere it just stops, and then the director's like, Okay, they're asleep. Now, Boom, door burst open. Give me your leg. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's genius. That is genius. If it works, it works. <laughs> and then um, oh what was the other thing too? Like a couple of the other scenes were where like shit was going on. They weren't they didn't tell the actors what was happening on a lot of stuff. And this wasn't interviews from the actors, this was interviews from the director himself. He's like, Oh yeah, I wanted like genuine fear in this movie. That's why it got praised the way that it did, is because my actors were genuinely scared of what was happening. And they're like, well, how would you keep the surprise? He goes, I wouldn't tell him what ha- what was happening that day on set. I would just give him the script and be like, here, read your lines. And when the audio cue would happen, I would like hit a button or cause something to do something. And, and then they would get genuinely scared. Like the scene where like the, all the cabinets like just burst open. hmm. They had pressure caps on all the little seals that you put to like magnetize the cabinets to like shut. Yeah. And, and he was just like three, two, one. And, it, and she was like. <laughs> I don't know if I could work in those stressful environments, man. Right. It's like, hey, you're going to lay down for a nap. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, shit. Goodbye. <laughs> so, like, I'm pretty sure I probably scream the same way too. just. Ah! <laughs> for me to all what? you guys. I'll see you on the next one.
1: I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.